I told myself that my ideal clients couldn't afford me for way longer than I care to admit. It felt like the obvious answer to why no one was actually buying my coaching services. That was until I began to unpack that a bit more and got the support I needed to understand how I was actually the one holding myself back from closing more sales. Spoiler alert, it had very little to do with my pricing and everything to do with my mindset because it was how I was thinking about my pricing that was actually holding me back from selling and converting clients. So today I'm on a mission to dispel the misconception that your ideal clients can't afford you and will be walking you through exactly how to believe in your offer, your value, and your pricing so you can close more sales than ever before. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my friends. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. I am so excited to be coming at you today with another episode on sales. Like I've mentioned, I think that really doing the mindset work to feel good about selling right now is one of the most important things you can be doing to keep money flowing, not just in your business, but in our little micro economy that we have going as online business owners right now. I truly believe that this is one of the ways that we are contributing to the overall economy right now. And not only that, really doing the work to keep that money flowing by spending it and also making it so that you can really contribute to the greater good. So you can really invest in those small businesses that you want to support right now so that you can continue to pay your team so that you can continue to buy products that you've had your eye on for a while now so that you can invest in causes you care about so that you can help friends who might need a little extra support right now. However, you are choosing to spend that money and really contribute to the good right now is doing us all as a whole, a huge service. So I really truly believe that selling is one of the fundamental things that you can be doing right now to help us all out. And I, I truly believe that it's more important now than ever before. So today I want to tackle one of the myths that I experienced early on in my coaching business. And I was thinking back to some of the challenges that I've been through when it comes to sales. And I think I told you guys last episode, I feel like I've had every excuse in the book. I feel like I have any story that you have right now, I have probably been through. And I think that this is really valuable because I think it's really important for us to hear from people who have been through those challenges and they've come through them stronger than before. And not only that, but like, I feel really genuinely good about selling now. And I think that there was a time, I know there was a time when I did not feel good about selling at all. 
I, it felt gross to me. It felt icky. I wasn't sure what to say. I was always worried about saying the wrong thing. And then I felt even more uncomfortable when it came to being compensated for my work, more specifically my coaching work. So we're going to dive into this a little bit more today, and we're going to talk about the myth that your ideal clients can't afford you, because I know that this was something that I was telling myself early on in my coaching business, and honestly, this story did me way more harm than good. I think it was one of those kind of scapegoats where it was really easy for me to point my finger and be like, look, this is why it isn't working. This is why no one's buying what I have to offer. And I really believed that for a while. I really believed that no one could afford my work and I just didn't understand how I was ever going to make the coaching business work. I didn't understand how all of the pieces were going to come together. And I just didn't get why it felt so freaking hard (laughs) to actually sell. Now you have to remember that I was coming out of design work, right? Like I was pivoting from branding and design work to coaching because I was no longer feeling the kind of fulfillment that I wanted to in my design work, in that branding work. And I really felt like I could get people better results in coaching because your brand can look absolutely incredible, but if you are not doing the mindset work behind the scenes, if you are not doing the things that are actually going to move your business forward the most, then it almost doesn't matter. And I know that that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow sometimes because all of us would love to think that all you have to do is make things look pretty and then all of a sudden the clients will start rolling in. And I'm not saying that that can't happen or that there's anything wrong with branding or design work. And there definitely isn't. Like I, design is still a huge value of mine. I love good design. I have so much respect for designers and brand designers and the amount of thought and work that goes into those kind of projects. So definitely not poo-pooing that at all. But What I am saying is that I was coming out of branding and design work and I was selling website projects for 10, like about 10K um, when I was doing that kind of work. And that was just like flat website design spreads and not necessarily um, any of the development work in addition to that. And I mentioned that because I know some of the people who listen to the podcast are branding designers and web designers, and I think that's an important um, differentiation. So this was just website design work, and I was charging about 10K for a multi-page website, custom website there. And that was a pretty big amount of money to me. And I remember thinking that, but I felt so much more confident going into those sales calls than I ever did in the coaching business, right? And it was kind of interesting for me to see that shift in my mindset, right? And I think this is important to mention because I think that for a lot of you out there who are either looking to pivot from one industry to the other or are just thinking like, oh, I'm never going to get this or I feel really good about it in one area, but I don't necessarily know how to apply that to another business or another area, whatever your story or situation is there, I think that this is important to mention 
because I felt really good about it when it came to design, right? I felt like my work was totally worth that. I felt like I was creating these gorgeous websites. And not only that, like my clients were getting freaking incredible results. Like I had clients who ended up being um, featured in anthropology, like their products were picked up in anthropology and being sold there. I had a client who recently was, um, featured on an HGTV show for a season, like those are some pretty big results, right? And that's what's possible for you with the right branding and the right design, and I knew that. And that was the part I was really sold on at the time. And at the same time, that was the same thing I struggled with in the coaching business was I really struggled to communicate the result that I was offering people. I really struggled with the idea that people could afford to work with me in the coaching business, right? But I did not have that problem in the design business. So I think it's important to notice the difference there. And the the difference was really my mindset. My mindset was completely different between the two businesses. So today we're going to dive into that a little bit more. I'm going to talk about how your pricing and the stories you tell yourself around your pricing have everything to do with your mindset and really very little to do with what your people can actually afford and how we can even step outside of that story in general. Why I think it's complete BS that you are sitting behind a screen trying to figure out what someone can afford because honestly, like, no, none of us know, right? Like, none of us know what someone else's financial situation is. So we just need to remove that completely from the sale process, and then also how you can price your offers in a way that really feels good and aligned. And so you can sell more easily. I really want you to walk away from this episode knowing that selling your offerings has nothing to do with what someone can quote unquote afford and how you can overcome that objection in your sales process so that you can close more sales. I remember that pit in the bottom of my stomach feeling that would happen every time I'd hop on a sales call, only to be told by the person on the other end that they couldn't afford it or it wasn't in the budget. Somewhere along the way, I picked up the story that what I had to offer was too expensive. But wait, that wasn't quite right either because there were so many other coaches out there that were priced so much higher than I was. So what was really going on here? Honestly, I wasn't really selling them on the results that I provided. I wasn't clearly communicating why they absolutely had to work with me. I wasn't making it obvious why this was the thing that was going to help them. And when I shifted that, my results shifted too. That's yet another reason why I crafted my absolutely free sincere sales coaching call so we can get your mindset on board with the results you offer your clients so they're beyond excited to work with you. I only do three of these each week, so grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales before they're gone. So early on in my coaching business, like I mentioned, I was convinced that I was too expensive, right? And I think that that is like such an interesting story that I was telling myself because it's clearly not true, right? So that's the first question that I would bring up here is, is that true? And in my case, now that I have the tools to do this thought work, I know for a fact that's not true. If you look at all the other people in your industry, and in my case, this was the coaching industry, there are so many other people who are charging 
way more than I was charging when I was first pivoting from design to coaching, right? So it's so much more about the story I was telling myself there than actually that people couldn't afford me. Because clearly all of these other coaches out there were getting clients and all of these other coaches out there were priced higher than I was and all these other coaches out there were making it work. So I was really just hiding behind a story that my ideal clients couldn't afford me and that I was too expensive. And that was one of the things that held me back from really going all in on selling and shifting my mindset around selling and really communicating the value that I was providing so that I could convert more sales, right? So I think that this is super important to mention because I know that we talk a lot about the, what the like, kind of like surface level story is that you're telling yourself and then what the, what the real story is underneath that, right? So in this case, the surface level story that I was telling myself was this idea that my ideal clients couldn't afford me. When you dig deeper on that, I think what was really under there was that I wasn't really comfortable selling or I didn't really believe in what I was offering or I didn't know how to communicate that in a way that people actually wanted to invest, right? So I think that that can be super useful to know and to look at. And I really encourage you to take a look at what the surface level story is for you. Maybe it is that your ideal clients can't afford you, or maybe it is that you can't charge the rate that you want to charge in your business. But whatever that story is for you, like take a look at what the surface level story is. And then I really encourage you, like go a few levels deeper on that and look at what is all the stuff that's underneath that. What are all the fears that are bubbling up for you? What are all the things that are making it that much harder for you to feel really good about your pricing or to feel really good about your offers? Like what is the stuff underneath there? Because I'm telling you that is where the good stuff is at. That is where you are going to find the real reasons that you are not actually landing sales and you are not converting more clients. And then when you can shift your mindset around those things, that is when you're going to see a massive shift in your results. So I think that sometimes it's so easy to look at that service level thing and just be convinced that's the thing, right? But I think when we can go a few levels deeper, that can be so much more helpful and it is almost always going to yield more results. So one of the first things I want to mention is that people are going with more expensive offers all the frickin' time. And I think that this is just such an important conversation to have because when it comes to really busting through this myth that people can't afford you, I think that it's really helpful to look at all of the things that are out there, all of the offers that are out there where people really do choose the more expensive thing. I remember when Brian and I were putting in a window in our basement bathroom. This was for the Airbnb that we were renovating. And it's this really dark basement bathroom. It didn't have any natural light. And I just remember thinking, man, if this bathroom had a window in it, this is like a gorgeous mountain view. It'd be amazing to have like one of those rain shower heads here and you'd be able to look out the window at the mountains and it would just make such a difference in the aesthetic of the room. So I was really sold on the idea that I wanted a window in that bathroom. And we started poking around to see who could actually do that kind of thing. I feel like all of our renovation projects have been like a huge learning curve in finding out what is and isn't possible. 
But we had a few people come out and quote what it would take to actually put a window in in a room that didn't have a pre-existing window. So a lot of places will put windows in like replacement windows in, which is much easier because there's basically already a hole for the window. They just pop the old one out and pop the new one in. But it's somewhat more of a process to cut a hole in the side of the house and put a new window in because you have to make sure that you have the right supports in place. That's just a little background there so that you guys can understand what I'm talking about as I walk you through this story. But as we had these people come out and quote, the first contractor that came out was priced super affordably. He was talking to us about how he didn't really think that we would need to put a header in, and that was kind of the piece of wood that runs across on the top of the window to really support the house basically. So when you're cutting a hole in the house, you need to be sure that you have the right support there so that the house still stays and does what it's supposed to do and all that kind of good stuff so that it's foundationally strong, right? You can tell I don't know a lot about construction projects here, but (laughs) he was talking about how he didn't think that we would need to put a header in, how it would probably be fine without that, was priced super affordably, and basically like came and quoted and he was in and out in 20 minutes. Now, the next person came and quoted, and this person spent like an hour with us, right? He came in, he looked at the space, he walked us through the process, he told us that it's team would come out and measure to make sure that we had the appropriate sized header in there, that he really did feel that it was important that we had that in there. He wouldn't recommend going with anyone who suggests not putting one in, how their scheduling worked, why their windows were the best windows, and how they were environmentally friendly, and on and on, right? I think he spent over an hour with us. And Of course, that contractor came back at almost four times the cost. Now, I don't know about you, but it's pretty important to me that our house doesn't fall down, right? So when it comes to this window that we had put in, um, we went with the more expensive option, right? We went with the person that would do a good job, and we went with the person that we felt most confident in. Now, this is important to mention because we knowingly went with the more expensive option. We knowingly went with the person that we felt would do a better job. We knowingly went with the one that we trusted, that gave the level of support that we needed, that we felt good about, right? And we knew that that came with a higher price tag. Now, the reason that I mention this is because this happens all of the time, right? People are willing to pay more for something where they are certain that they are going to get the results that they want, or they trust they're going to get the results that they want. And even so, like people go with the more expensive option when it has the value that they're looking for. Like if you think about when you book at a fancy hotel, right? How many times have you upgraded from the garden view to the ocean view suite, right? Like when it has the level of value that you're interested in, when it has that result that you want, you're willing to pay more for it. The same thing happens on airlines, right? I know none of us are like flying anywhere right now, but like people are willing to pay more for extra legroom. People are willing to pay more to board early. People are willing to pay more for special drinks on the airplane. Like I could go on and on, right? But people are willing to pay more for a different level of service or for a different result that they want. And this happens again and again in business and it happens 
all of the time in online business. So rather than going with the coach that someone doesn't feel that confident in or isn't really sure is going to yield the results they want or didn't really necessarily feel like they meshed with their personality, they're going to go with the person that they trust more. They're going to go with the person that they're certain are going to yield results. They're going to go with the person that they do really feel like their personalities mesh and it's going to be a fun experience for both of them. People are willing to pay more for that level of service rather than simply investing at a lower price point and then feeling like they didn't really get the result they wanted and having to backtrack, having wasted that time and money, right? And this isn't just coaching. This is web design. This is photography. This is anything where you're investing in a service where you are getting a higher level of support or you are getting the result you want instead of a lower level service where you're feeling a little iffy that you may not get the result that you want. So the next thing I want to talk about here is this idea that you can even anticipate what people can and can't afford. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't even begin to guess what someone else's finances look like or where they choose to spend their money or what they value and what is most important to them that they want to spend money on. And I think that we really just have to remove this piece from the sales conversation because I think that when we start bringing those kind of stories into our sales process, it becomes that much harder to actually sell. And I just think it's so important to remember that all of the people that you're selling to are grown adults. They can make their own financial decisions and they're not going to buy anything that they don't want. So it's really your job to show up in your sales process and present them with the option of what they can buy, what your offer is, why you think this would be the perfect thing for them, and really take out of the equation what it is that you think that they can afford. Because honestly, that's just not your job. It's not your job to micromanage their finances for them. It's not your job to know exactly what their budget looks like or exactly how much money is in their bank account. And I think I think like, yes, if in terms of budgeting, like if they have a very specific budget in mind and you are a done for you service provider, so you're creating a website design and it's priced hourly or something like that, then it is important to know what that budget is so that you can work within it or know if it's even possible to work within it. I'm not discounting that. But I think that in a lot of cases, what happens here is so many online business owners have packaged pricing and those are listed on their website. And then they talk to their ideal client and their ideal client is very budget conscious or just very concerned about money. And they get really up in their head about, well, can they actually afford this? Is this a bad decision for them? Is this the right thing for them? Are they going to be disappointed in this offer? And they really get worked up about that. And what I'm trying to communicate here is that that's really not your job. It's really not your job to know what they can and can't afford. It's your job to do the best possible job to offer the best possible customer experience to do to really sell them on what's possible for them rather than get caught up and get in your head about what they can af- can or can't afford, if that makes sense. 
One thing that comes up a lot here is this idea of should I list prices on my website or not? And I will say that I think that there are a lot of differing opinions on this specific thing. And I don't think that there's necessarily one right answer or one right way to do this. And honestly, if this is something you're not sure on, I really encourage you to experiment. I really encourage you to try it one way, see how it goes, try it for a while. And then if you find that it's really not working or the way you were doing it before works better, you always have the freedom and the flexibility to go back to that, right? But I will say that I am a huge believer in listing your prices on your website or at least sending some sort of investment guide or welcome guide or something like that before you get people on the phone. And I think that this is one of the ways that you can make sure that you're really getting qualified leads here because the worst thing that can happen is for you to spend your time on all of these sales calls when people have no idea what the investment level looks like only to really truly honestly not be able to make those kind of payments or be playing at that level quite yet or not even be a possibility, right? So I think that's an important differentiation here because I think it is one thing to not get tied up on whether someone can or can't afford you, but it's a completely different thing to be transparent about your pricing. And I really do believe that it's important to be transparent about your pricing so that you are getting qualified leads on the phone. Now, when you get those qualified leads on the phone, chances are they've probably already seen the prices on your website. They probably are already familiar with your work to some extent. I was talking to a client yesterday about this, and we were talking about how by the time she gets people on the phone, people have already seen her portfolio. They already know what her rates are for her packages. And really, they're just getting on the phone to see, okay, is this my person? Do I trust this person to do this job and deliver on the results that I want? Do I believe that this is the right person for the job? Do I fully trust this person? So I think that by putting your pricing on your website, or having some sort of investment guide, you're really helping yourself to get those qualified leads on the phone. And this kind of removes this whole objection that people can't afford it because chances are they've already seen your prices and what they're actually saying when they say they can't afford it is either, I'm not sure that this is the thing that's going to get me the results I want, Or they're saying, I'm not sure that I'm fully trusting myself to actually show up and take action on this. And I just don't know if I can give myself permission to invest in this because of that, right? And I think those two things are so important to know because then we can kind of remove this whole financial conversation from the equation and we can address what's actually the objection, which is either I don't believe it's the thing that will get me the results I want or I don't believe that I'm going to actually show up for it right? This like literally blew my mind (laughs) when I learned that these were like the core objections when people said that they can't afford something. And that makes it so much easier to have the conversation around the actual objection. 
I truly believe that a big part of sales is just asking better questions because by asking better questions, you're going to get to know the person on the other end of the phone. You're going to get to know your ideal client. You're going to get to know that buyer so much better, and you're going to be able to position your offering as the answer to their problem. So you're going to be able to position your offer as the thing that is going to get them the results that they want. But in order for you to do that, you first need to know what it is that they want. You first need to know what it is that their goals are. You need to know what their biggest challenges are. You need to know why it is that they're, they decided to even hop on the phone and talk to you in the first place. What's standing in the way of them investing? Where are they at in that process, right? Those can be so helpful to know. And this goes back to how I really believe that sales is just a conversation with an invitation attached, right? So when you're able to have that conversation, when you're able to ask those kind of direct questions, when you're able to have a better understanding of what it is they're looking for and what it is that's standing in their way, then you can sell so much easier and you can convert so much better because you actually understand more about your person, right? This goes back to that whole listening piece too. Listening is so important, but so is asking better questions. Ask the right questions, listen to the response, and position your offer as the thing that is going to get them the results that they want. Some of you are probably listening to this right now and going, yeah, 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 like, okay, I get it. I understand the mindset behind that, but I really just don't know how to price my offers, right? (laughs) And I think that pricing is one of those things. Again, there's like really no one right way. And I think that this is when it's so important just to tune into your intuition and really listen to that. But I think that one of the things I will say about pricing is that I personally love to price via a stair-step method. So what I mean by that is choosing a price point that you feel really good about now and then raising it as you get more clients, right? So as you get three more clients, then you bump up your rates a little more. As you have more experience after that, you raise your rates a little more. As you fine tune your offerings and you know more about what your people want, you raise your prices a little more. Because this is a great way to warm your mindset up to your price point at each step of the way, right? So I think what happens a lot of times is new business owners want to go straight for their like dream price point. And I'm not saying that you can't do that because I'm all for you making an income and an impact and giving yourself permission to charge for the value you provide. But what I will say is you have to believe in that price point. You have to believe that your services are worth what you're charging or it's going to be that much harder for you to sell other people on it if you just don't believe in it yourself. So that is why the stair-step method can be so incredibly helpful because you're believing in it each step of the way. You're not going straight for the big thing and then having these giant mindset dips when you're not sure if that's priced too high or if people really want it or what else, whatever else stories your brain is bringing up for you there. Then you can kind of warm up to it along the way. The other thing I want to bring up here is that I think there are two questions you need to ask yourself in finding your very own pricing sweet spot as an online business owner. And I think that one of the things is what is the rate that you feel confident in? I think that this is such an important piece because I want you to feel really, really good about the rate that you are charging. I want you to be like, hell yes, this is amazing. 
People would be crazy not to want to pay me this rate for the amount of value that they're getting. Now, the other piece of that is, are you excited to get paid that rate? Because I really do think that there's this sweet spot between a rate you feel confident in and a rate you are excited to get paid. And if you go back, one of my earlier episodes, I can't remember the exact number, but one of my earlier episodes talked about pricing and how in the coaching business, I specifically experienced this point where I was like, I am just not excited to land clients at this at this price point. Like, I am just not excited about this. And that was one of those times where I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like a really practical action that I can take and I can just raise my rates so that when I land a client, I am super excited to work with them and I feel like I I am getting compensated in a way that I am super excited about. So I think that both of those are really important pieces when it comes to pricing because I want you to feel confident in your rates and I also want you to be excited to actually land clients and get paid because if you're not excited about it, that's going to show up in every single aspect of your business and it's going to affect your ability to convert clients. It's going to affect how excited you are to get into your business in the morning. It's going to affect how excited you are to talk to people like, every single thing. It'll come up everywhere. So make sure you are pricing your services in a way where you feel really, really good about them. So as we wrap up this episode, I want you to really anchor into the belief that it has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not your people can actually afford you. And way more to do with, are you selling your people on the results? Are you communicating the value that you're providing? Are you communicating why you are the exact perfect person to work with them to get them the results that they want? Those are the kind of conversations you want to be having in your sales process because the investment objection, the money objection, the they can't afford this objection is honestly like it's the easiest thing to point to in the book. It's so money is just such an easy excuse because most people feel like it's the thing that lets them off the hook, right? It's the thing that makes it so that they don't actually have to have some of these, you know, more difficult conversations around investing or around purchasing. And I think that As business owners, it's part of our job to coach them through that investment objection. It's part of our job to really understand what the real objection is underneath that money objection. And when you can be more comfortable having those conversations, you're going to see more results. And it's really the first opportunity you have to coach your clients, right? To really support them and help them get their desired result, which is working with you, but to help them get out of their own way so that they can do that, right? So I think that overcoming objections, especially money objections, can be such a valuable piece of the sales process, but it can also be the piece that I see so many clients of mine are most afraid of, and I know I've totally been there too, which is why I wanted to have this conversation today. So remember, it's not really about the money. Just take that off the table. It's not your job to know what your people can afford. It's not your job to really think about, oh my gosh, is this the right thing for them? Like your people are all adults and we can trust them to make the right decisions. So remember that in your sales process, remember that on your sales call 
And remember, it's your job to really sell your offer. Like no one's going to sell it for you. So you got to really step up and have those conversations so that people know exactly why they should work with you and exactly why they should pay you for the result that you offer. All right, guys, I hope you found this conversation around sales helpful. I can't wait for you to bring this mindset to your next sales call and really overcome those money objections so you can get paid. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. So that you can continue to brat, blah, blah, blah. (coughs) Hold on, I'll start that over. (coughs) Mm-hmm. <coughs>